Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC. Morning, everybody. I've had enough. Don't even start me this morning. I'll tell you, this blooming weather. So they go, oh, Friday, it's going to be fantastic, isn't it? We're going to get storms and everything. And so I waited. I'm sitting there, my little speedos, my little umbrella. What happened? Nothing. A little tiny bit of rain. Honestly, it was just ridiculous. And they went, oh, in certain parts of the country, they were deluged. Well, I wasn't in those parts of the country. I was waiting for the weather to arrive in London. And it was all a bit disappointing. But nevertheless, we've had a lovely weekend. I've been out there. I bought things. And a bit of a bit of a disaster with some super glue. I mean, really a disaster with super glue. I mean, couldn't actually be worth. I can't begin to tell you what Matt Stadler was just telling me about himself. Such a bizarre thing to say. I'm tempted to know whether I could actually repeat it on the programme, and then I thought, no, I can't. It's totally unrepeatable. <laughs> I'll do it in the blog. And uh, anyway, no, because I like to share things with people. Why not? Uh, we got the newspapers. Katie Price was caught driving, but you're banned, darling, aren't you? Thought I'd get that one out of the way because I quite like the idea that Katie Price has been caught doing something because she thinks she's such a clever old soul. And then Daniela Westbrook, God knows where her her income for the tax is coming from. But her son has said that um, he's not particularly bothered that his mother was doing coke beforehand. What a charming family they must be, honestly. Makes my own family seem almost dysfunctional nowadays, unless you've had sort of somebody who's done weed or coke or anything else. It's all very bizarre. And then, of course, there's all her little appearances on the Internet. Not so exciting. Not so exciting. Uh, the Beano fanatic who's turned his hobby into a living. Because if you collect comics, it's they're very, very you know, a project got the early numbers. You know, it's no good, you know, comic 532,000 or something. What you want is uh, you actually want sort of the early numbers. And he's actually doing really well. Now, I do remember, because I remember doing a piece on it years and years ago, that Jonathan Ross is a big collector of comics. Uh, notorious lag, Charles Bronson. He's such a bore, honestly. What a dreary old has-been. You know, he's in prison. He stays there because he keeps beating people up. And you think, you know, you might as well just stay there for the rest of your life, mightn't you? Anyway, he's, he's finally got rid of the last wife. That'll be wife number three because she turned out to be, well, to quote one newspaper today, a bit of a tart because she was allowing boys to um, do things while she was on holiday with her breasts, which was uh, a little bit unnecessary. And I did say at the time, having seen the pictures that appeared in the newspaper, you're going to be in big trouble, darling, when Mr Bronson sees them. And she was, and she was. But apparently he's now found somebody else. Uh, Caroline Flack has hit out at the cheating claims. This is her ex, this is Andrew. Oh, two boring people. Two very, very dull people. And uh, Laura Anderson, you know the one from Love Island? The one who's the air stewardess? Apparently X-rated videos have been leaked online. Charming, isn't it, really? Charming, charming, charming. Uh, the final Celebrity Big Brother series airs this summer, so the papers have said. You know why? Can't find any celebrities. They cannot find celebrities. There is nobody who is out there. No celebrities. It's not for you. I love the way people sort of muscle in, don't they? Go, oh, I could be a celebrity. Mind you, if you appear on Love Island, you know you can make more money if you appear on Love Island than if you go to university and walk out with a doctorate. You can make more money through being on Love Island. Admittedly, you have to perjure yourself and sleep with any old Tom, Dick and Harry. Well, sometimes Tom and Harry don't want to do it, but, you know, there's always... And there's loads of other people on Love Island, and they're all going, oh, it's going to be Danny Dyer who's going to win. And then you hear a talk, and you think, maybe not. Uh, also, if you buy a new car, I've only ever bought one new car in my in my entire life. And it was a little mini, a little chocolate brown mini, OLR 299W. I remember it as if it was yesterday. 
the fact it might have been yesterday, but it wasn't. And I bought it and I paid 3300 for it on HP. That's what it used to be called, finance. And, and I thought, how lovely. I've never bought a new car before in my life and I don't know why I was persuaded to do it. And so I, I sort of paid for it on the Never Never. And on the first day, I went round to pick my, my friend Jimmy up, which was lovely. And, uh, and I said, come on, let's go for it. We've got the new Mini. Because you know that all, all new cars that you buy, the only new thing about it is the number plate. The rest of the car could have been made anything up to two years ago. Sits in a field, sprayed with this kind of sort of gunky stuff, which they then have to polish off. And so you get a new car, which is the number plate. OK, the rest of it, as I say, could have been made years ago. So I bought the car. So I nip round to, to Jimmy's place and uh, yeah, we were both smoking at the time. You know, I know, filthy habit, but we did. And what I tended to forget is that, uh, that unlike my car at the moment, the seats are leather. Which is okay. In the mini, they were like a moquette kind of stuff. You know what moquette is? No, you don't. No, you know when you sit on on the bus and the and, and the trains and things like that. The seats there. It's like a bit like that. And and I didn't think anyway. We were sort of going along, and we just sort of went out because I'd never I'd never had a new car, so I was a bit thrilled. The fact I didn't actually own it because I was paying for it is neither here nor there. And um, and so, so we go out driving. Anyway, he drops his cigarette between his legs. So we have a major panic on that. Try, try to, and when, when eventually we sort of pulled the car into the side of the road, um, it had burnt the seat, burnt a hole in the seat because this stuff melts. And so luckily managed to pick up the cigarette before it had done too much damage. So cause something. Oh, well, it's all right. So it's only a burn. It doesn't matter. Nobody's going to notice it. it was a, well, I noticed it. And so we, we go through Southall. I don't know why we went through Southall. We were sort of heading in that sort of direction. And I pulled up at some traffic lights. And it was quite a hot day, and I'm wearing my, my anorak, looking quite uh, quite resplendent. Uh, we, oh, look, at the time it was fashion. At the time it was fashion. Not now. You know, we were sort of Primark 20 years in the past. This is, this is lunchtime. I'm wearing an anorak, you know. So anyway, I opened the car door to get out and take the anorak off so I would be less, less hot, only to discover that I'd forgotten there was another lane next to me. And a car went straight down and took my door off. So we've now got a burn on the seat and no no driver's door either to think of. So we limped back to the garage to say, oh, slight problem, you know, could you maybe repair it? So they did actually repair it. And then the next thing I did with it, I burnt the engine out. Because if you've, if you've only got a little one, and there's a few people around here who've probably got little ones, I should imagine, and you, and you go out onto the motorway, you don't want to see people like in invalid carriages overtaking you, so you put your foot down. Well, in my little Mini, which was about 980cc, I mean, seriously, invalid carriages were doing better than I was. And they whiz, all whizzed down the motorway. And I'm like, I've got my foot really on the floor. The hamsters and the wheels are turning around as fast as they can. And we're going down the motorway. But you only ever achieve something like 60. And in a little tiny Mini, it feels like you're doing a million miles an hour until a coach passes you. Wallace Arnold Coaches, which is basically a long coach full of a lot of elderly people going on a holiday to see how many hours they can go, go without having a wee. And so they, they used to shoot down the motorways and all the rest of it. And, I'm so, and I used to thrash this little car until eventually the engine blew up. And, and I thought, I'm never having a small one ever again. I'm sorry, it's, it's got to be big. And I was having a very similar conversation with the, with the producer earlier on about this, weren't we? We were having a long conversation about it. He's, he's taken a great interest. And so mine now is just under seven litres. So it's, a, it's very fast. You know, touch the accelerator, pff, G-force. 
Although not today, because we're full of bicycles in London. Thank you so much. We're so excited to have yet more bicycles to screw up the weekend. What is it for? They go out my way. I'm, I'm, I'm literally scuppered every which way but. I'm literally scuppered because I'm, you know, you sort of, I don't know how to get out. They've all assured me on the news desk. They've said, it's all right, you should be okay going the way that you go. So, I mean, that's it's better than nothing, isn't it? And it, it's a fun day out for the family to watch people on cycles. And they're very odd. There'll be a lot of people wearing lycra. A little bit, little bit naff, I think. You think you think it's okay? No, you don't know. Seriously. And who's wearing the lycra? You're quite right. It won't be all this lot cycling today, I can tell you that. And my other disaster the other day. Oh, dear, honestly. Apart from, you know, the wind. The wind has now got up, so my baskets are drying out quicker quicker than they were before. At least when it was hot, it was only the heat and the humidity. Now, because of the wind, you can watch my basket swinging backwards and forwards and they dry out about ten times faster. So I was out there this morning, you know, my little hose, and trying to drench. It's, it's 35, 40 minutes of hosing. Seriously, it's, it's quite a lot. If you want to keep things up and sparkly and, you know, my, my, my flowers do look particularly good. My baskets are luxuriant this year. I mean, seriously. You won't find any better, even though Matt Stadlin might tell you something different. I promise you, mine are really, I mean, really quite, quite big. But with the wind, they started turning around and they've dried out quite quickly. Anyway, so the other day I've got on my doors, there's a little metal insert, little tiny. It's about eighth of an inch and it just runs the length. It just it's I think it's called trim, which I quite like. So, so it's got trim on it, but it had come detached at one end, only a little bit, but enough for me to notice it. Enough for me to notice, and I've got I've got quite a bit of trim actually. In fact, if if you saw it, you would go, Do you know, that's a lot of trim, Steve. That really is. And so anyway, so I I so I know what I'll do. I'll go and get my super glue, which I bought from Hochanda, which is one of these television DIY stations for people who want to make their own Christmas cards or saddos, as I call them. But anyway, you know, because it's cheaper to go and buy Christmas cards, but to sit in there, you know sticking these things together. It's not really worth it, but people like doing it. And so I bought this glue and you get two tubes of glue and then you get a squidgy tube and then you get something else. And, and I thought, I'll get a little bit of that, put it on there. Little, you only need a drop. You hold it down with your finger and this thing sets concrete. And I thought, that's what I want. That's what I want. So I, I pull it out a little bit and then unscrew the top of the glue. Unfortunately, the nozzle comes out with it. So I'm now stuck with the with a little pot of glue, and it is—it looks like a little pot. It's not just a little tube of super glue. It's—it's it's actually a little pot. And stupidly, I mean, I must have been off my trolley, and I hadn't—I'd I'd literally only had a cup of coffee. Well, I'd had an ice cream. It might have affected me. Anyway, so I push the thing in, and as I push the thing in, I tip the bottle of super glue down the car door. So the bottle of super glue is now going down my car door, and I'm looking at it, thinking. Oh, God. But the trouble is, I've, I've ceased to worry about anything that ever needs doing on the car. I used to worry years ago, because I had a car once, and somebody keyed it, if you please. And uh, that was about ten years ago, and I went into a deep decline. Uh, and then I suddenly realised, wait a minute, you just take it to the garage, and they, they respray and they do everything. Anyway, in this particular case, I don't have a lot of luck with cars, but this one's quite... I might change it, actually, this year. Might change it. So anyway, so I've emptied the whole pot of super glue down my car door and I'm looking at it and I'm about to burst into tears. And I thought, don't be silly, Stephen, you're an adult. So I had a little cry. And, and then I thought, how am I going to get this off? It's glue. It sets really hard. So I don't want to touch it because I might get stuck to it, in which case I've now got my hands stuck on the glue and I need to get to the boot to get a cloth out and the teacup. 
which is where I kept it. But I also kept some indoors. So I thought I'll put the tea. So I squirted teacup onto it and wiped it. That just made it the glue, but with white all over it. So now we're looking at those. Somebody's chucked some chalk at the side of the car. And my car is, is grey. It's granite. I think they call it grey. But it comes with a posh name. I can't remember what it's called. It's, it's no, what do they call it? It's called, it'll come to me. Anyway, and so I thought, this isn't worth it. Then I thought, wait a minute, in that packet of glue, there's a little bottle. I wonder what that is. And it says adhesive remover. Brilliant. So I get that down and I shake it just in case you have to mix it or something and, and put it onto a cloth and wiped it off. And it's taken off most of the glue. You can't see it. So that's quite, I might have to go a, a little bit more rubbing it a little bit later on. I might just rub it a little bit because once you do, sometimes it, but you've got to, you've got to see it in certain lights because if you're at the wrong angle, you can't see it, so it looks perfect. And then I went to do the car wash, and there was more than four cars, so I didn't take it through the car wash. I thought, I'll have to wait till today. And then... I'm going to come in and take the papers, isn't it? You're going to take the papers? Good. Can you clear this lot as well at the same time? OK. Now. And, uh, <laughs> and so I've taken it off, and everything's looking quite good. But you've got to be so careful. Uh, I haven't seen uh, Campo de Gino's new game show, but to be honest with you, they've had enough publicity over it. It's just that I'm not really interested. I'm really not interested. I've seen him on Celebrity Juice. You know, I've seen him on uh, all the other things. And to be honest with you, it's only on Channel 5, so most of you won't, won't get it anyway. Apart from that, Mary Berry does a drum roll for Rick Astley. And Cliff Richard is celebrating his court win over the BBC. He's pledged a huge comeback. He's got uh, some shows coming up at the Royal Albert Hall in October. And I believe there's more money to come from the BBC. So we're, we're very pleased from him. And uh, what else we got? Oh, the woman who woke up to find a three-foot python in her bed. I'd have absolutely screamed the place down. But then I thought, nope, don't. 17 minutes past five. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to have your company. It's Steve Allen's early breakfast on Sunday morning. Are we going to get some rain today? Just a little bit? I know we've got a bicycle ride. That's enough to drive everybody mad. It's all right if you're taking part in it, if you like that kind of thing. But if you've got to come into work today, which all this team out there have to do, it's provided an awful lot of problems. You've got to get into town, you've got to get out of town. You know, and it's just, it's difficult, isn't it? Why do we have to put up with it the week? What are you eating? Where did you get those from? Why are you eating my my emergency sweets for my diabetes? Will you just pick those up off the desk out there? Whew. Honestly, I'm going to have to start writing my name on things. Sorry? It's what? Did I miss you? Don't be so stupid. Of course I didn't miss you. I missed our cat after it died, but, you know, I wouldn't miss, I wouldn't miss anybody else. But what for? I'm a presenter. We don't miss people. We're so self-centred. We only talk about ourselves. That's why it's called the Steve Allen Show. If it was, if it had your name above it, it'd be different. But it hasn't. And it's... <laughs> yes, it's so pronounceable. Did you take lots of pictures from your month away? Tag, right, OK. Oh, right. I don't do Instagram. You see, Instagram, useless for me. How selfish. Just to do something on Instagram, knowing that certain people... Well, put it on Twitter, OK? Just don't, don't complain or argue about it. Just do it. It's such a drama with you, isn't it? You can't do anything without it being a major incident. You know, can you get me a cup of tea? Well, we'll have to go and dig a well. Then we'll have to get the cow in so we can get the milk out of it. Before we do that, we've got to find some clean cups. And it's just a nightmare. Oh, dear, honestly, I've never known anybody like you. You've always liked this. Have you managed to keep a relationship longer than a week? 
Thank you. I rest my case. Yeah, you had a girlfriend for a year and a half. Yeah, yeah, of course you did. Called Brian. Anyway, the uh, <laughs> there's a couple in the paper today. I only laughed because I thought it was quite funny. They reckon they were turned over by the Jeremy Kyle show. They reckon that they were humiliated on the Jeremy Kyle show because they were coached in what they were supposed to say and what they were supposed to do because they're making a television programme. Because otherwise somebody would have killed Jeremy Kyle by now. Wouldn't they? I mean, you know, he, he stands there and he goes, look at me, look at me. OK, did you sleep with your mother's boyfriend? They always do the lie detector test. It's, just, it's, it's a day out for the chavs. They love it. So, so the chavs turn up and they go, did you sleep with your mother's boyfriend? No. Why did you say no? Because I was telling the truth. It says you're a liar. So the audience go, boo, boo, thinking, yeah, we've all slept with her. And uh, boo, and all the rest of it. And, and then you look at these people on the stage and you begin to wonder whether or not they're real people or whether they've come from an agency. And so, and I look at them and I go, wait a minute, I've seen you on a show before. Because you tend to find there is an agency for the terminally stupid. And they book these people on shows. So if you're looking for sort of a one-armed, toothless old hag with cut hair tattooed on her neck, you can find them on the Jeremy Kyle show. They exist. They, exist. they don't work. They've never worked. You know, it's, I mean, it's just, it's just embarrassing. And then every time I turn on the television, there's somebody else from Love Island talking about how they went on Love because they're so boring. You know, you look at the bloke. And then there was one. He had to deny he was gay the other day. Imagine in this day and age having to deny you're gay. People don't go around going, you're gay if you're not gay. Because that would be stupid, wouldn't it? So this bloke on there, the moment he walked on, everybody's going, he's gay. You know, because I used to have a producer like that years ago. The first time I saw him, I went, he's, he's gay. And, well, he, strangely enough, then when he sort of left, he was saying, people are saying I'm gay. He said, I'm not gay. And he started being a little bit, little bit vocal about it. And I thought, if somebody says to you, are you gay? And you go, no, that's it. End, end of conversation. This one made too much of a big deal about it. You know, like, no, I'm definitely not, not gay. Or bisexual. Or, yeah, right. You know, the Pope's not Catholic either. And it's one of those sort of things that you think, great, see you, lovely. Uh, great working with you. <laughs> As if, yeah, whatever, go on. Go on, go now, do us all a favour. Hurry up, try and get a bus. As if you will, because the road closures are in already. The road closures are in. Especially in the direction you're going. Especially in the direction you're going. The road closures are in. I know because Ashley was telling me out on the news desk. You got a bicycle? Have you got... Is that a... All oh, right. Is that your bike sound effect? Do you have a bicycle? Is that why? Oh, that's really quite sweet, isn't it? If not a bit camp. You know, I've got a, I've got a butch horn on the car. Beep, beep. It's a real beep, beep. I do that a lot, actually. But, yeah. Great to work with you, though. Really missed you. <laughs> Such a showbiz expression. We don't care. We don't miss people in this business. Yes, we do. And uh, Matt has just returned his car to discover it's not here. It's been towed away. I didn't think they towed away. Oh, no, they do tow away, don't they? He says, maybe it's my punishment. Well, we know what your punishment is. For opposing Sadiq's plans for a Where did you park? You didn't park... Tell me you didn't park on the bicycle route because they put up signs all over the place. I mean, I parked quite a way away. But if Matt Stadlin's had his car towed... Oh, that's going to cost you, isn't it? How much is that? 120 quid? <laughs> At least... Perhaps somebody's towed it away out of sympathy. Perhaps they've actually gone, it's a sad little car, isn't it? Let's, let's tow it away. Because I've parked, I'm, I'm parked legally. 
Just it's going to take an, an arm, arm and a leg to try and get back to it. Uh, Steve, I've got a friend. Oh, here we go. You can always tell when people are lying. I've got a friend. No, you haven't. You don't have any friends at all. I'm the only one you're writing to. And he can't cope with the ageing process, and he's 44. Dale didn't like the, uh, the ageing process at all. He hated it. Absolutely hated it. He used to, used to say to me, he said, I hate this bloody ageing process. And I used to say, listen, I don't think anybody ever likes it. Nobody ever sort of goes, oh, I really enjoy the ageing process, because I'm telling you now, if your friend's only 44, between now and 50, it whizzes through, and 50 to 60 goes really fast. Really fast. Because, I mean, the people I'm working with are basically at a kindergarten. You know, they've obviously been round to an agency and they found people under the age of 25. And, and you think, oh, 25, I was working here before these people were even thought of. Which makes it quite good, really, because there's obviously some sort of trick to it. But uh, if I get back, my car's been towed away. I should be spending the night at, uh, night at uh, Stadlin's place, I should imagine, on the couch. <laughs> uh, is your car anthracite, Steve? No, it's a Bentley. Um, I don't know. Anthracite, what did they call What did they call it? Oh, God, I do. It's, it's metallic grey, sort of, and they call it... Oh, I can't remember. just drives me mad. Uh, I should probably find it, actually, <laughs> eventually. But the, you watch, by the end of the programme this morning, I'll go, oh, right, the car is called... It's, it isn't something simple like grey. They always have to give cars posh, posh names now, don't they? So they go, oh, what is your... I mean, I've had red cars, blue cars, sky blue cars, grey... Dark blue. And the only one I've liked is grey. That's strange. Out of all the, out of all the different coloured cars. Uh, the sun this morning. How to lose a stone in 28 days. Wow. That's a, I don't think you're supposed to lose that much in 28 days. It's supposed to lose two pounds a week. So effectively you're supposed to lose... F- yeah, f- f- uh, four, two, four, six, eight pounds. I don't think losing a stone is right. And here she is, Katie Price, getting in a car... Now, it's, it's either a rented car or she's being devious. And the reason I say she's being devious is because here she is uh, driving. It's not, it's not the car we normally see her in, which is that horrible pink Range Rover type thing. Cinerous. What was it? No, it's, it's... Oh, what do they call it? I'll tell you how you can find it. How you can find it. Go on to... Um, oh, I'll, I'll tell you in a moment, actually. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's so it's so annoying because I have to keep remembering the different names for the car. And we had one once, and uh, a friend of mine who's in the business had to put down all the different names that he thought my car colour was because it was like a peppermint green. And I still can't remember what the blooming thing was called. But this is this is grey. So if you've got any ideas, please do let me know. Please do let me know. Anyway, so here is Katie Price, not in the car you would normally think she'd be in. You know why? Because it's either gone to the garage and this is a rental. Because you would know her in the car. She's claimed that she did not know that the ban had not run out. Well, that's just not an excuse, I'm afraid. Uh, It carries an unlimited fine or six months in jail. She was driving, uh, she says, she was on the, uh, the journey from Gatwick. She had two youngest children in the car. In another newspaper, she said she was taking Harvey to hospital. I'm suspecting she's been driving all the time. If she didn't think... But the band was still in operation, which, of course, takes takes some going, doesn't it? And here she is pictured in the uh, in the papers and uh, they've got her in this car. This this her car must have gone in for something. So they've actually got her, you know, driving on quite a few occasions, quite a few occasions, which is illegal. She claims here we go. The usual claptrap emotional roller coaster. It's been all very traumatic for it. Really, I suppose getting drunk with a 28 year old must be uh, must graphite. Thank you. 
That's my that's my colour. Graphite is the colour. Graphite. I couldn't remember graphite because it 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 uh, that's the colour of the car, by the way. It's it's a pencil, isn't it? It's a pencil graphite, and that's the. Thank you. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, so anyway, so she's got this this emotional roller coaster, the usual rubbish that you get from Katie Price. Either way, her ban is still in operation, and she shouldn't have been driving. I suspect she's probably driven quite a few times because this is definitely a rental car. You know how I can tell? It's got a little yellow thing on the fob, so you get the key and you get a little yellow tag which says fear to whatever it is. I know because I've had exactly the same with uh, with my car. But uh, unlike some driving offences, you cannot accidentally drive whilst disqualified. No, but of course she sticks her fingers up to everybody. And the excuse that, oh, Kieran cheated on her is is not wearing anymore. I'm terribly sorry about that, Poppet. I wish it was, but it doesn't work like that anymore. The reason being that uh, you were cheating with that other bloke. So uh, so all, all the usual guff that we get from you, I'm afraid, uh, not going to wear. Let's wait and see what happens, shall we, for that one as well. Also, Gemma Collins, apparently, you know, constantly says how rich she is because I'm like the GC and the GC's like, you know, really. She thinks she's a huge star. She, she seriously does. She really believes she's an enormous star. And she said so last week in an interview. And so somebody's done a bit of digging. One, no, I mean that in the nicest possible way. Makes it sound like about a barrier, if only. But... It's a case of uh, her, her companies don't have the money in there that you thought that they would have done. But anyway, I'm just hoping that everybody is... Because you've only got a few more days. What's the day today? 29th, 30th. Got to get your payment in to HMRC. If you haven't, and I bet there's a few celebrities listening going, I ain't got the money, am I? I ain't going to pay nothing because I'm having a good time with it. You watch. You, you wait till you start seeing the ones declaring themselves bankrupt. Oh, I can't afford to pay my tax bill. Well, you've earned the money. I think they should lock them up. Seriously, I think they should, they should really lock them up. I'm just that kind of mood. Sorry, a little bit late. LBC News Time, 5.30. The latest headlines with Philip Krisikos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning. Nice to be company. 26 minutes to six. It's Sunday morning. I don't care what you're doing. I don't mind whether you're in bed. I don't mind if you're working. I do mind that they've closed the roads a bit earlier than they were planning to. Uh, consequently, that's probably why Matt got his car towed away, because I think he might have been in an area that they were closing at 4.30. So that, that could have been... It might have literally been that close, I should imagine. Such a pain, isn't it, really? Why do we have to put up with this in London? You know, I wouldn't mind, and I'm probably going to get drummed out the brownies, but cyclists don't contribute to the road costs at all. They don't pay road fund licence, they don't have insurance, they don't have anything at all. Not anti-cyclist, because I'm sure it's really good and healthy and the mayor wants to be, you know, really up with the kids and down with the kids and making sure that everybody's very healthy. But I tell you, have you tried cycling in London? It's a blooming nightmare. And so now we've got thousands of them, I'm assuming today, and there might have been thousands of them yesterday, who were sort of cycling all around. But uh, as I say, it's just a pain for those of us who have to work over a weekend. Despite the storms, the water bosses still have a hosepipe ban in operation in certain parts of the country. Not all of the country, it has to be said. Because somebody wrote to me last week and said, don't you feel guilty watering your plants? No. No, not in the slightest. Absolutely not. In fact, I'll water them when I get back as well today. Uh, the humiliated couple who claimed they were turned over by the Kyle show are hilarious. They've done a four-page document on how they felt they were treated by the Jeremy Kyle show. But of course, the Jeremy Kyle show is for exhibitionists. It's for people going on there to discover who's actually cheated, who hasn't cheated, whether or not this baby has had a DNA test and whether you're the father or she said that you were the father, but in fact it was this bloke she slept with from next door, and that's all it is. And then it's a lot of other people, and then you can't be sleeping with her because you do 
you do drugs and you've been done dr- and you've stolen from my mother. It's all those sort of people. It is it is like your worst nightmare, isn't it? Your worst nightmare that that I'm looking at that Spice Girl exhibition. I mean, they've got security in there because it looks like you just lean over and pick stuff uh, up. Uh, Beverly Callard from Coronation Street. We love Bev. She says she's a survivor. She's had everything. She's had absolutely everything. Believe you me. Uh, and uh, Brendan Cole tells how something happened with Natasha Kaplinsky. Now, the reason is that he danced with her. Uh, Brendan, they dropped. And I can't remember what the reason was for them dropping Brendan Cole. He he used to have uh, diva tantrums. He used to, you know, be a little bit of a pain. Um, and he's obviously had to pay the uh, the price. He's always had to pay the price. Uh, Viva Forever, the Spice Girls, after news that uh, streaming of their songs has soared. They're funny, actually, that most people... I, I still like them. I'm not even totally sure whether or not, you know, they uh, they were sort of exactly what we heard. Because I was, I was told auto-tune ages ago, which is very popular with groups nowadays. In other words, you sing into the microphone and the, the computer programme pitches you to where it thinks you should be. So even very average singers can actually sound as though they are good. You can always tell if it's auto-tuned. You can hear it. Listen to Cher. You know, that's what Cher sounds like. Because she's auto-tuned because she's 79. You know, she's only one step away from her own oak-lined casket. It's very close. I mean, she's got enough wigs to last a lifetime. And she does feature in the new Mamma Mia film. And uh, although she's always the one saying, oh, I don't feature very much. I don't think she knows where she is half the time. I think they wheel her out from an embalming process. And they go, and here's Cher. And we go, hi. And she go, do you believe in love at first sight? Anyway, uh, Katie Price reported herself to the police after driving to a hospital appointment while still being banned from the road. All this garbage she comes out. Been on an emotional roller coaster. It'll be interesting how they deal with that one. And then poor old Daniela Westbrook's son has opened up for the first time about growing up with an out-of-control drug addict. Yeah, did that finish, or is it still going on? I'm not too sure, actually, with Daniela Westbrook. I know that she got caught out the other day on the internet. Again, she's sort of chasing... I mean, seriously, it's an embarrassment, isn't it? He says, I worry my mum will die due to drugs. So, by by the sound of that, it sounds like she's still doing them. Because she said before she'd finished, and then she went, no, I hadn't. And I thought she was being mentored by Kerry Coke Toner. I mean, to be honest with you, ladies and gentlemen, I mean, you know, would you put your life in the hands of Kerry Coke Toner, the woman who can barely work out what day it is, you know? And, of course, the woman who was in Atomic Kitten, but never when they had their hits. She was in it prior, so then she... A bit like Colleen Nolan. You remember little, remember little Colleen? She's lost weight. Not that it's noticeable when she's sitting down, but, you know, it's at least her bottom doesn't hang over the side of the seat at the back like it used to, which is better. And she also never featured on any of the Nolan's hits because she was just a child. Now, of course, she thinks she's the all-singing, all-dancing guru. Still smoking, somebody said to me, which I think is very bad news. Um, So if you have a look at Daniela Westbrook's life, it's a disaster. It's a total disaster. I sat on a coach with Daniela Westbrook, my claim to fame, when she was going out with Brian Harvey. I mean, the lesser of two evils, you know, one mad as a broomstick, the other the broomstick. And we sort of sat there and she spent the whole of the time sobbing into the telephone, sobbing into the telephone, because obviously Brian and her were sort of like I am kind of thing. And then it all just went pear shaped, all just went wrong. And she discovered, um, I think, you know, way back she was she was found that she'd admitted about the drugs. So they dropped her. And, and then she said it was OK. I think actually 1995, count it back, she was regularly using cocaine. Um, she uh, joined the Sylvia Young Theatre School, 
1985. She took cocaine in 1987 for the first time. I mean, foolish beyond all extremes. Uh, she was sacked because of her behaviour on set. She then said she spent £400 a day on coke. People like that always lie, don't they? They always go, oh, I spent £400 a day, you know. And then at one point, she claimed that uh, her drug dealer was still contacting. And I thought, well, surely, if you want to get off drugs, darling, the one thing you do is you tell the police who your dealer is so they can go round and get rid of him. Or failing that, you change your phone number. She, of course, did neither. Then she took up with this young lad. I mean, seriously, it was looking a bit bad by that time. Then she started having all this cosmetic surgery. And at the British Soap Awards in the year 2000, uh, she had photos taken there. And she says her nose had been like that for months. EastEnders have been very careful not to show the fact that she'd snorted half a Columbia up there. And uh, and it sort of turned her differently. Uh, she had a daughter with a millionaire businessman. She marries him in December 2001. Uh, 2003, she wins a spot on I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. But uh, she's, uh, she quits after nine days. She's a total disaster. Seriously, all these people, they, they, they don't blame themselves. They blame everybody else. She joined Hollyoaks. She was cancelled in Hollyoaks because she breached the contract. <laughs> Presumably there were problems there. Uh, then the marriage to Kevin came to an end in 2014. Then she took up with a cage fighter, that whirlwind romance. Because these, these people, now she's had her face, which is so distorted because of the surgery. It's like Katie Price. You know, if she's, I hope she's going to be able to afford to pay her tax bill. Looks a bit unlikely, though, doesn't it, at the moment? They're saying the other week in the papers that she might have to sell her house, her mansion. Well, to be honest with you, having seen it on Through the Keyhole, what a dump. What a dump. Who'd want to live in that one? The swimming pool you can't swim in because it needs cleaning and all the chemicals put it. She can't control everything. She's getting rid of all the animals for that read husbands. And uh, she's still got the children wandering around. Uh, she's got the latest little Twinkie boyfriend who's 28, is a Z-lister. He apparently owes a, owns a place in Kent. <laughs> yeah, right. Believe it when we see it. But she said she's going to ask him to sell it so they can move in together. Well, if that happens, ladies and gentlemen, I'll eat the studio. You think he's seriously going to give up his only little bit of respite away from it? Because you know what she's like? She's very nasty. She'll turn on you like that. Anyway, just going back with poor little Daniela Westbrook. She finishes fifth in Celebrity Big Brother. She tells how her years as an addict, she was kidnapped and gang-raped, if you please. We don't make light of being gang-raped. Did she go to the police about it? No. No, why not? Why not? It's ridiculous. Apparently it was an unpaid £5,000 debt. Uh, then admits she almost died after becoming dangerously ill with septicemia. This is all based on her, Miss of the thing. Then she has reconstructive surgery in 2018. And uh, her face is just given away now, leaving her with no left cheekbone, gums and disintegrating bones. Doesn't sound very promising, does it? Doesn't sound very... Does she do anything about it? No. Absolutely nothing. In fact, she had her teeth done on a television programme. Everything her is, you know, it just does not look promising. I feel a bit embarrassed for her, actually. I feel embarrassed that she's a woman of that age who hasn't learnt how to control her addictions, even with the, with the help of Kerry Coke Toner, who, you know, but it's, it's like the blind leading the blind, isn't it, really? I don't know what you can, what you can do about it. Uh, babe rides around in shock porn footage. This is Laura Anderson. She was the old tart who appeared on uh, Love Island. She's a an air stewardess. Well, you know what they're like, don't you? Air stewardesses. I mean, goodness sake. I mean, everybody knows. You know, you've got to... Ooh. I've got... I know some jokes about air stewardesses, actually. 
I can't repeat them on the programme, which is probably just as well. But uh, Danny Dyer, Love Island favourite, got tearful when she was reunited with her family. God blimey, I can't effing believe my effing family's here because I'm going to effing... Oh, dear. Thank you enough. Thank you enough. Celebrity Big Brother is being axed by Channel 5. Thank God for that. The ratings have fallen so low, it's not worth the price tag. And uh, they say, since 2011, you've had Sarah Harding. That was a meltdown in a, in a half, wasn't it? I didn't believe that, actually. You know why? They gave her booze. She's a recovering alcoholic, a more stupid thing you'd be hard-pushed to find. But uh, the terror I mean, she effed and blind. She went out with some bloke. She slept with him, who was in Celebrity Big Brother. Then she trailed over to America. He opened the front door and went, oh, God, it's her again. And uh, so she lasted a couple of days and then had to, had to come back. And then she's disappeared. Disappeared completely. But uh, they also put uh, uh, Jim Davidson, Colleen Nolan, who didn't actually do anything. Colleen Nolan spent most of her time just smoking and drinking. Obviously not realising you're supposed to add a little bit of interest. It's, it's supposed to be a little bit of personality, which is exactly what Andrew What's-His-Face, who's going out with Caroline Flack, said. He said, we didn't split up over going out with other people. He said it was a clash of personalities. Well, I couldn't stop laughing. What personality, Andrew Brady? Caroline Flack, personality? I don't think so. And then what else did we read? Rianne Sugden. You know, the one who sold um, old Vernon Kay down the river. I've decided that was wrong. Shh, too late now, darling. You think you can redeem yourself with the British public? I think not. I think not. If anybody tells me what Gino DeCampo's uh, show was like, I would appreciate it. Thank you very much indeed. Uh, have you seen who's in the real Marigold Hotel this year? Susan George. Oh, Stephanie Beecham. The Crankies. And Sid Little. Blimey. That's quite a nice little lineup. I I quite like that lineup actually. I'm I'm not disapproving of that. And um, the one thing you can count on is you're probably one of the best paint jobs available for cars, says Paulio. Uh, maybe you should buy and not make the Christmas cards this year. <laughs> yeah, you're probably right actually on that one. I always buy Christmas cards, but they're always they always say hand assembled. Monica says it's raining over me at the moment. Coming back to Greenwich after a whole night's work. I don't you see. I I like it. I haven't seen anything. Seriously, the, the rain. I just knew that it was raining because I looked out the front door and the pavements were wet. But I didn't know that that was... I thought it was me watering the baskets. And then somebody said, oh, no, it's actually... Because I put on the CCTV. And because we've got all these cameras which sort of show different things. Uh, so I could see if it's been sort of raining other parts of the building. And, uh, and it had been. So I hope we get some of it today. Actually, Matt was quite right. It's bloody freezing in the studio. Oh, to the size of peas. Anyway, it's uh, 14 minutes to six. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. 12 minutes to six. Somebody said, um, uh, your your car is granite, not graphite. No, no, it's graphite. It's graphite. Honestly, why do people think they're cleverer than I am? It's so embarrassing, honestly. Uh, apparently, cyclists, says Jim, are a pain on a normal day. To shut roads for them is ludicrous. They could go to Epping or somewhere. I don't think the people of Epping want them. Adrian's driving through Devon in rain and wind. The wind's definitely picked up, hasn't it? Really picked up quite noticeably. And yesterday morning, two layers. I went out, and I, I just went out in a shirt. And, uh, and I thought, oh, this is quite nice. I quite like the breeze. And then blow me down, because I was having... Uh, on the Friday, I had a drink with Lynn. And uh, we sort of had a couple of glasses of, uh, of Prosecco. And uh, then we had a few drops of rain, but we didn't move. Was a bit sort of a bit stoic like that, and we sort of, so we sort of had the thing, and then all of a sudden the heat came back with a vengeance. It was like somebody had all of a sudden turned on a giant heater over us. It was it was terrible. So if you're suffering in the heat, if you're diabetic, or you're one of those people who's confined to the bed at the moment, you're probably thinking, will it never stop? That's what we're thinking as well. And the answer is probably not. 
Steve, where is where is Joe Swash? I bet he's in waiting for I'm a celebrity. Uh, well, I don't know. As long as uh, Stacey's looking after him, I suppose that's that's fine, actually. Uh, Gino's win your wish list was excruciating, Steve. He's a chef, not a host. Well, I don't think he's a chef. I think he's a cook. He doesn't work in any restaurants, does he, as far as I know? Uh, he is very far up his own rear end. No need for the infantile games between easy questions. I think what they were doing is going, oh, he, he can be quite funny on the television. Let's give him a show, which, of course, doesn't work like that. Really doesn't work like that at all. And um, another one here. Wait a minute. So I'm just I'm just sort of trying. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing here now. What am I doing with these things? I have to move them to the other side, but I don't know how to transfer them over to the other side. I'm a bit confused. I've got them on one side, my text. How do I put them into the on-air box? Oh, you have to do it. You are being a bit slack, aren't you? What's the matter? You've been a bit slack. Why? Are you, where's your mind this morning? Is it? Should we go together and should we get a discount? See if we have a discount. It'll be a nice one. And then we can invite Matt in as well. He can have a little go, can't he, with his peas. That'll be quite good fun. Uh, I'm lucky to be alive, says one lady in the paper today, after a flesh-eating bug ate my arm. Oh, no. I think that's awful. And, um... To relieve stress, a jail is spent... I mean, seriously, you can't make these things up. 72 grand a year to hire horses so inmates can pat them to relieve stress. Now you wonder why we're in the state we're in. Uh, Also, which is the spookiest city in the UK? Uh, Apparently it's Hull. Hull. And apparently a TV ghostbuster called Barry Guy... uh, He's vowed never to return. A visit to the East Yorkshire city was too terrifying. What a wuss. What a wuss. They don't exist, ghosts. Don't be so stupid. All this rubbish. A TV ghostbuster. I, mean, I don't even know what he's on. I've never even heard of him before. Oh, he was, he was filming a new TV... Oh, that's right. He's only just recently arrived. Help, my house is haunted. For his day job, he gets hired by people who think they're being haunted by spirits. What a load of garbage. There's no ghosts out there. There's no hauntings. There's no things falling off, you know, and sort of doors opening and so sort of, <laughs> or a child. Cr- There's none of that kind of stuff, you know. Um, so on here and da 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 da. What's this one say here? I'm trying to find actually. Uh, with a lot of people not not liking the um, the Gino DeCampo thing. Juvenile. Whoever thought that was a good idea couldn't understand the contestants. Heavy Scottish accents and was shocked he mentioned his willy, says Joe. It's trouble is, it's, who does he think he's appealing to? Because he's been on Celebrity Juice, and you know what a pile of old rubbish that is. Goodness sake, the deeply unfunny Keith Lemon. He can't help it, it's not his fault. You're either funny or you're not funny, and he's, he's not funny. And just when we thought we'd really got rid of Catherine Tilsley, the old baggage bounces back again. This time on TV Life, which comes free with your Daily Star. Catherine, I want to be in Peaky Blinders. Yeah, well, keep dreaming, dear. Might might help if you could act. And also, Megan. Me and Mike are going to have a massive wedding. Yeah, and then it'll finish and it'll be all tears and all the rest of it. That's how it works nowadays, isn't it? You don't believe any of these people. They don't have relationships as uh, you think they do. Uh, Andrew Brady hits out at Caroline Flack over claims that he's a cheat. Reality star, reality failure, if you ask me, has blasted the half-truths and lies. We're not interested, actually, Andrew. Sorry, love. Bye-bye. Shoo, shoo. And close the door on your way out. OK, we're not interested. We're really, really not interested. I couldn't care less. Couldn't care less about you. Couldn't care less about Caroline or anything. And um, have a look at Katie Price's Instagram. I don't have a, an Instagram thing. I don't have that. Uh, there's a video she's posted with a black convertible mini. Not only has she been papped whilst driving whilst banned and uninsured, 
But, uh, well, not in this car. The one that she's pictured in the uh, in the paper, which is in the uh, thing, is uh, is not a not a black convertible. At all. Is that a black convertible? I don't know. I can't work out. That's what... No, it's not. Because I'm looking at it inside, and it's definitely not a black convertible. This is sort of like a, a grey car. Yeah, it's a grey. It's definitely not black. It's a grey something. Cheap. So, I'm assuming. But uh, she's filmed Harvey in the convertible mini while she's driving them next in the Fiesta. She knows she's banned. She knows she's banned. She's not forgetful. There's people round her going, aren't you still banned? It's not like she's sitting there all by herself. She's got a mother. She's got all the hanger-oners who go, oh, you're so clever. You're so clever. But in fact, really dumb. Really, really dumb. Because she can't have any insurance. She... Another one from Mrs. Stadham. What's he doing now? Not a picture, is it? A peas or something like that. Is that one I'm sort of to look forward to today? <laughs> he's just... He's just Wait a minute, where is it? Where is it? I can't see it. It's on the on-air list. He said, uh, made it to Westbourne Grove, not fan, I started to sweat. You're not pushing the car, are you? What are you doing? What's the matter with this car? You should need to get a decent car. It's obviously rubbish. Why, why have you not been to collect it? Or is it not, are they not open at this time of night? If they've taken it this time of the morning, they must be ready. Are we going to have to lend you money again? I don't want to go through that thing. It's going to be a nightmare, isn't it? I have to take a part share in the house. <laughs> a photo will do, actually, Matt. <laughs> uh, Cliff Fowles, he's going to be back. Uh, because you remember, uh, he's flown off to uh, Albufeira in Portugal. He's got fire in his belly. Good, 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 good. I'm so pleased. Because he got uh, £210,000 damages, 850000 for his costs. Now, just in case you think, oh, that's nice, he's trousering 850000 No, that's his legal bills. It's been going on for four years. Of course he should get the money back. It's been split, I think, between the BBC and uh, South Yorkshire Police. They've uh, paid it. And there's still more money to come because they've now got to work out the damages for him. You can't just do things like that and completely ruin somebody's life. Luckily, Cliff's fans uh, will will book to see him anywhere. Why? Because he's, he sings. That's what he does. He sings. And uh, and he's lovely. So we're very pleased for him. But as I say, not been an easy four years. Not been an easy four years. Uh, somebody else uh, saying here, uh, uh, a cloudy and wet Stratford-upon-Avon, the game fair, good time had by all. Thank you. Give me that sky blue car plus a driver. <laughs> and all those extra cyclists, Steve. If they weren't cycling, would they not be in cars? But exactly the ideal day out having a cycle ride in London. I just don't, I just don't. It's just a nuisance. For those of us who work in London, I don't have a problem with cyclists. I, I can't have. I work with cyclists, you know, every day in London. Every time I come into London, there is cycles. But, you know, I have to come into work. It's very inconvenient. And for all the other people, you know, now Matt's had his car towed away. That'll cost him. How he's going to find the money, God alone knows. He'll have to ask somebody. You know, it's ridiculous. They don't realise. They just think, oh, it's OK. It's for the cycles. What do they contribute to London? Nothing. Nothing, nothing, nothing. They don't pay for any insurance. Shouldn't they have insurance? Should that, would that not work out better? Do you not think so? I thought so. Something that is terribly... You're obsessed with it, aren't you now? We're going to get that all the time. Now I'm not paying for that operation, OK? Up until, up until now, I was thinking about it. <laughs> In fact, I was going to offer to do it. <laughs> It'll frighten you. Uh, Steve, I have a baby elephant in my kitchen. Actually, they didn't say Steve. I made up the first bit, Steve, myself. Uh, plus the wife who puts cyanide in her husband's orange juice 
And James Martin on marriage and kids, not for me, no, never. Possibly the best thing, one of the best things that he's ever, ever said. And then what was I watching the other day? I was watching Jamie Oliver and they had Tom Daly on. And it was a very adult conversation talking about Tom and uh, Lance, his boyfriend, now husband, and how they met and who proposed. They both proposed at the same time. Isn't that odd? Both proposed at the same time. And every time you look at them, you think, I hope it lasts. I really do hope it lasts. Because they seem to be really, really nice. Louise Redknapp says she's too busy for love. Really? Hmm. Oh, well, there you go. I mean, it doesn't matter, does it? She hasn't got time for new romances. She's too busy. Isn't that awful? Imagine being too busy for romance. What a dull person you must be. How boring. Do you get in from work and you get straight to bed, get up in the morning, go off to work? I mean, what are you doing? You can't be singing. There aren't that many gigs in uh, phone boxes that are on offer. You know, what do people do nowadays? What do they do? Almost half of Virgin Media customers will stop their TV subscription if channels such as Gold and Dave do not return. Ooh, that wasn't good, was it? Mind you, see, I, I don't subscribe to anything like that. I don't, uh, I don't have satellite at home. I've just got Freeview. I've got some Freeview chat. There's quite enough on the Freeview to keep me happy. And because I buy DVDs, I bought about seven DVDs this morning just while I was faffing around doing nothing. And I thought, I'll buy some DVDs. But I bought historical ones. So I bought Chatsworth, the history of Chatsworth and uh, royal palaces and stuff like that because I'm, I'm always good for trying to find out about the history that we've got in this country. I'm begging Meghan to see Dad, says Samantha. This is Meghan Markle's sister. She thinks Meghan, believed to be off to America in the next fortnight, has uh, opted and adopted the royal family code of silence toward their father. Why don't you mind your own business, darling? What's it got to do with you? Stick your beaky nose somewhere else. They don't care about you. You're a has-been. Go away. Leave her alone. She does what she wants to do. OK, and uh, nothing to do with you. But, uh, oh, look. I've got something from the Titanic, which is coming up for sale. I bet you can't wait for that one. And also, uh, Stacey Solomon, let's rip on TV stars, the joys of parenthood and fighting depression. Everybody's got something. I don't have anything apart from fat. Could I get depressed over being fat? Not really, but occasionally when you catch sight of yourself coming out of the shower, you think, oh, I pay money for that bit to be liposuctioned. News is next. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, everybody. Nice to be company. Welcome to Sunday morning. If you're in London, welcome to Chaos. Yes, they've closed the roads a bit earlier than I thought. In fact, some of them were closed from about 4.30. Matt Stadlin got his car towed away and uh, I wouldn't even bother coming into the capital today. I seriously wouldn't. It's just uh, it's just going to be chaos. Absolute chaos. Uh, Steve and um, another one here, uh, which says... Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, LBC models, essentially research, bit of plastic, put the paint on, take a photo, what could possibly go wrong? And uh, somebody says, as you and Dale were music lovers. Well, actually, no, he was a music lover. I wasn't remotely interested in, uh, in music at all. It's only sort of later. He was, he was the aficionado. So that's about as good as it gets. Uh, Stacey Solomon in the paper today. And uh, <laughs> so she's talking about her friend Ada Field. Just because she's been with her on uh, Loose Women, they seem to think they're friends. So you've been round the house, have you, darling? Uh, doubt it. Also, my Danny's champion of the world. This is proud telly star Danny Dyer. Hails his daughter Danny is incredible. She's just foul-mouthed. I mean, seriously, how you can ever say that's incredible? I know it's your daughter. But uh, if they get married, that's fantastic. It's said, I mean, can we take bets on how long we think it'll last? Because once all the publicity dies down, that's it. Because now they're going to be stuck together, aren't they? And you know how long they last. Not very long. The humiliated couple who claim they were turned over by the Jeremy Kyle show 
are uh, a couple called Julie Dayton and Steve Robson. They say they knew of the show's warts and all reputation, but they never dreamed they would come out that badly. So they filed a four-page complaint um, saying they were duped, goaded and ridiculed and even showered by Kyle's saliva while he let rip with one of his famous lectures. Uh, producers asked them to take part after ex-lag Steve's daughter, Stevie, said she wanted him to take a DNA test to prove he was a dad. It did so. The couple say they were bombarded with call. Well, of course they were. They're looking for people like you. That's what it is, Julie says. We were coached, goaded, ridiculed and humiliated. I hope the episode is thrown on the cutting room floor. No, they're showing it, darling. They're showing it. And thank you for giving them the coverage. Because up until now, we wouldn't have known. But you've played into their hands. Julie comes from Bridlington. She says, we were assured nothing of Steve's background would be used. Are you mad? What are, what are you, stupid? Of course they're going to use his background. That's the whole idea. And put, put this way, if they didn't, it would come out the following week after the programme. That's what these people thrive on. She said, I was showered with saliva from Jeremy Kyle. Well, I mean, that's not very pleasant, is it? I mean, I shouldn't think so. But anyway, she said, I felt physically sick. To me, that was a form of abuse. What did you go on the programme for, then, in the first... Oh, look, she got tattoos. I mean, what did you go on the programme in the first place for? So, anyway, we actually asked them to pull the programme. It shows us in a very bad light. It could ruin our lives. We shouldn't have gone on it, then, should you? I mean, God in heaven, it's not only just opened up this programme. There was one ages ago. There was one ages ago. And I don't think I've found it yet, but I'm sure I will. And it was a programme that had... I just remember Julian Clary was on it and somebody else. And... They had on... Oh, God, what was it? He was the bloke on the television on airport who worked for Aeroflot. He was a big lad and he was camp as a Christmas tree. I don't think you could ever be camper. Why Christmas trees are camp? I do not know, but they are. And uh, he was very camp, so, of course, everybody assumed he was gay. Unfortunately, for the purposes of this conversation, he turned out to be straight. And he told something because he was on this programme and Julian Clary made some comment. But, you know, because when he said, oh, my wife or his girlfriend, whatever, wife or something like that. And Julian Clary guffawed, wife? And uh, and apparently this this bloke, whose name totally escapes me, got quite upset about it. Almost as upset as when we had that bloke who went on the television, who was in a group, and he'd been out with his girlfriend, who he'd met on this reality show. She was pretending to be a pop star. Do you remember the one? And, uh, and he, he, he walked off. He walked off a set after, I think it was Simon Amstel started reading clips from her autobiography. And uh, he then, he had a bit of a strop. Luckily, he's disappeared completely now. But on this couple from the Jeremy Kyle show, uh, somebody says they have been offered aftercare, but they haven't accepted. I mean, they've just made themselves look out to be even more daft. You go on a programme like this, it was not what we were led to believe. It was all staged. It's a television programme. Seriously, I mean, I don't want to say the people of Bridlington are not the brightest, but I mean, you must have realised it's a television programme. When they do, sorry, Preston. Oh right, Pre Preston, that's it. Oh well done, well done. Okay, okay, Preston. And what was the name of the girl he went out with? Did they get married? No, it wasn't Chantel. No, there was a. Was it Chantel? Was it thick as a brick? Thick as a Brit, and she wrote my autobiography and uh, featured Preston, who'd had a really nice girlfriend, apparently, who was French, and ditched her for Chantel. You might be right with Chantel. I can't remember. It might have been the CH or something like that. Yeah. So you're probably right, are you? Chantel Houghton? Was it Chantel Houghton? It is Chantel Houghton. The 
Television person. I know, television personality. She's not been on television in donkey's years. You know why? She's a nobody. She's a nobody. She made her money because they, they bought a house and they sold it and did really well out of it. So she's never done a day's work since. Never done a... She married Alex Reed. Oh, everybody's married Alex Reed. Because you double your wardrobe, don't you? Because he likes cross-dressing. So you've got more clothes. That's an old Joan Rivers line, actually, from, from ages and ages ago. But, uh, yeah, so Preston walked off the show. But this Jeremy, Jeremy Spake, that was the name of the guy from Aeroflot, who was so camp. But he spoke fluent Russian, which, of course, I was fascinated by. And I used to love airport. I loved all of those sort of things. And uh, and when Julian Clary took, took the mickey out of him, he, he didn't like that at all. And they tried to get the programme pulled. The BBC went, I don't think so. You know, sorry, you've signed a form here. You know, just because somebody took the mickey out of you, you can't have that pulled, can you? That would just be ridiculous. Mind you, yesterday, what was I listening to? LBC. I was listening to Tom Swarbrick, who was talking about... Uh, 80,000 people have signed some petition to stop children having their ears pierced and uh, because it's, it's seen as a form of body mutilation. And I know that there are certain people who will have children's ears pierced. I don't have pierced ears, mainly because I can't do drop earrings. And it's a case of some people have it done and then they sort of... If, if you don't keep turning it round, it heals up and all the rest of it. And then for some reason he got onto circumcision. And I wasn't quite sure why I was listening to uh, Circumcision at sort of about eight o'clock in the morning. It sort of it all sort of tied in as to do you need it doing? Is it? And he said he didn't have any problem with it, provided it was done for medical reasons or something like that. If it's, if, if it's just done for religion, you don't actually have to have it done, do you? It's not absolutely necessary. But I sort of I'd, and then the ear piercing thing, because I couldn't work out about the ear piercing. I couldn't work out whether or not because you can. I always wanted to have um, a stud uh, in my ear, in my lobe, you know, because you've got to have the right size lobes, haven't you? And I've, I've had friends over the years who've had piercings in places you can't even imagine. I mean, seriously, how that happens, I'll never know. But anyway, so, and, and I thought, oh, maybe that, that'd be quite nice. I could have a pit. And then I thought, if I went home with an earring, my mother would have gone up the wall. Seriously. And yet you see little boys and girls now, little boys with their ears pit, and you think... What do you look like? You know, these might be 10-year-olds. You think, slightly odd, isn't it? Slightly odd. You know, not everybody everybody thinks it's odd. Some people probably like it. I still watch that Tattoo Fixers programme. And um, and to be honest with you, some bloke actually started having his back tattooed. And then eventually he couldn't he couldn't do it anymore. He said, no, you've got to stop. He said, it hurts too much. And uh, which kind of puts me off completely. Uh, having any any tattoos or anything else like that done. Oh, look, she's out of hospital. That's fine. Well, she was out of hospital for ages. She cheated death in a crash. I don't think it was that dramatic. This is little Roxanne Pallet. She did a stock car event and uh, people comforted her and she was fine. Anyway, luckily she was out the other day with her photographer to take a picture of her and the boyfriend. So that was nice, wasn't it? Quite good. Uh, also, why have I lost this little bit? Um... There's another bit here. Oh, begging Megan to see Dad. These, her, do you know, Megan, I'm not surprised there was none of your family at your wedding. They sound dreadful. Her father's in one of the other papers. He's obviously done a story about, um, about you know, her and how she hasn't phoned. She's changed all her numbers and all the rest of it. Which is, you know, it's the way it goes, isn't it, really? Obviously, she's not, uh, not that particularly bothered. Also, my Danny's champion of the world. This is EastEnder Danny effing Dyer with his effing daughter who effs and blinds all over the place, with her little boyfriend, who's had veneers put in. 
Oh, not going to help, is it, really? Not going to help, you know. And if they get married, that's great. Perhaps they'll then disappear. Because, unfortunately, none of these couples survive. It's the way it goes. You can't help it. It's just the fact that they're not adult enough to realise exactly how these sort of things work. So, so they don't. Yeah, in fact, it's the Mail on Sunday who've got the father's most explosive interview yet. Megan's cut me off completely. Well, quite clearly not a very nice person, are you? You've already taken your 30 pieces of silver, flogging your daughter and the royal family down the line. Luckily, then, you know, it's, it's, I don't know why it's of interest. It's not remotely of interest to me uh, or probably anybody else. She, uh, he actually says she's changed all her numbers. She, are you getting the message? She doesn't like you. You're getting the message that, you know, you sold her down the line. Perhaps it would be easier for her if I was dead so she'd get the sympathy. Oh, God, you're such a drama queen, aren't you? So so much easier. I've reached my limit with the royals and I won't let them silence me. You really are a horrible piece of work, aren't you? I admit, and I've said this to you before, if you're not intelligent enough, you don't, you don't understand how the royal family work. They do it, you know, without... They couldn't care less what anybody else thinks. But Ingrid Seward, who knows about these things, says, well, Megan, why don't you phone your dad for his sake and for yours? Because the Queen will not interfere. What are you doing, your hair? You zhuzh it. Why are you zhuzhing? Do you know you can buy stuff called zhuzh? Did you know that? They zhuzh, it's, it's um, a tan accelerator called zhuzh. And they sell it on... And it's like a spray so that you can sort of make yourself look more interesting. I don't know how many cans you take. Probably quite a number, actually. But <laughs> One can makes you semi-interesting. <laughs> I like the idea. Uh, last of the summer, wine. W-H-I-N-E. Because what do we do? We moan about the weather. You know, it's like, oh, it's too wet. Oh, you know, we have to go and jump into the sea. And uh, we have to go and do... Who cares? Who cares? Uh, also... Uh, what have we got here? Oh, yes. Uh, Don't look, Donald. Porn star in Trump's sex claims gets £500,000 for one week on Celebrity Big Brother. Apparently Stormy Daniels, presumably they'll put a number up next to her, you know, for sex with Stormy. Call this number now. Because I can't see how they're going to make £500,000 back on it. She's a porn star. Although, as I said last week, one poor columnist so far out called her a soft porn actress. No, dear. She does hardcore porn. Okay, She has sex with people for money. OK, thought you'd want to know that. Sorry? On camera. On camera. Yes, on people's televisions. You subscribe to, you know, hi, I'm Stormy Daniels. You know, you probably see her on Babe Station, but that's a bit sort of below the watermark, isn't it, really? I only mention it because I've sort of inadvertently fallen into it. Not fallen into it, literally. But I have found it on odd occasions. And I often wonder, sort of people phone. Is it sort of people who don't have any life or something? Somebody whispering down the phone to you. I mean, I tried it the other day, and uh, and the chemist just went, yeah, OK, Steve, thanks. Put the phone down. Why shouldn't I do that? <laughs> it's my life. Uh, uh, what have we got? We've got uh, 6.15. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, every Sunday morning. Trying to sound all excited. Yeah, in case it rains. Not much fun if you're going to be cycling. Uh, the stars are outraged today. Harry's beloved Botswana bids to lift its ban on elephant hunts. Oh, dear. That doesn't sound very good. They've just moved some elephants from one park to uh, to another park, uh, hoping to sort of make sure that it all all comes off well and we can keep them going. Because somebody said that, I think they, Ben Fogle was on the television the other day and he was on a show uh, where he was over, I think in the Serengeti National Park, where they have the migration of the wildebeest. 
and the wildebeest, there's like two and a half million of them. I mean, seriously, there's like a lot of wildebeest. And they're a bit gawky and a bit geeky, wildebeest. But they're also prime uh, food for lions who wait whilst they go for this river crossing, and the crocodiles who sit there waiting for it as well. So the wildebeest feed by the thing, the crocodile leaps up, drags it into the river, spins around a few times, the thing drowns, and then all the other crocodiles go in for a feed. It's a bit like sort of a takeaway, but it doesn't get wrapped. Okay, and the lions just sit there and they go for the little baby wildebeest. But it's to, to watch it, the bloke he was with says, if people came out from anywhere, from the UK or something like that, and you saw this, you would never forget it in a million years. You suddenly marvel at what we've actually got. And, and I thought, you know, you're absolutely right, but I've never seen that. I've never been to any of the national parks. I'd be too frightened. There was an elephant the other day charged one of the Land Rovers and tried to knock it over. I'd be frightened. And then there was somebody got a brown bear that they thought was a, you know, I think they thought it was a petting zoo or something like that, which it wasn't because brown bears are extremely dangerous. And, uh, and that one started eating the car. How can you do that? Ridiculous. Uh, Sandra says the show was boring rubbish. Me, me, me. I watched it till the end, hoping it could get better, but it didn't. Well, that's it. The trouble is, why do they think? Why do these people think that, you know, if somebody does, sort of, you know, so I cook at these, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm firmly of the opinion that I think Campo de Gino speaks perfect English. Nobody speaks like this. So, you know, he's been over here since he was God knows how small before he went to prison for two years. And, um, you know, I only mention that casually. But, it's, you know, he's still he talker like this. And, and you think nobody talks like that. Even in the movies, they don't talk like that. Uh, temperature down, says Grace. My fans are off. Is it? See, I don't mind. David's in Staffordshire. He says, not exactly an ideal day out having a cycle ride in London. They like, they like the... Uh, the cycling in London, because it's London. Stop it. Seriously, honestly. <laughs> Gets worse and worse and worse. And uh, sti- uh, that's right. The aeroflot work you were thinking of is Jeremy Spake. It was so- Where's he disappeared to? Probably got children and everything else, actually. Uh, Airline, the ultimate Heathrow series, UK border force, says Miriam in Jerusalem. And Sally says, from Tunbridge Wells, I think I've told you before, Steve, have a tattoo and the wedding is off. I don't think I'd ever have one. I, I, I thought about getting a little one. You know, just sort of, I don't know, on your shoulder. And then somebody said, you know, it'll hurt. And I go, right, that's put me off. I shan't bother. I shan't bother having one. And I thought, it's not going to make me look any butcher, is it? I'm not all of a sudden going to change overnight and start, you know, I'm still going to ride side saddle on a bicycle. You know, there is no intention of sort of changing anything. And so perhaps that's why I can't have a tattoo. Only because, also because I don't like it. And now various people are having them all taken away because they're worried about the work. But here is the picture. It's a 74-year-old tragedy. Uh, Steve Jones, who's a diver, uh, that's Jeremy Spake. Oh, finally took the plunge in aid of charity today and got him a tattoo of Yuri Gagarin. That's his latest, is it? God, honestly. He goes cycling. <gasps> Lord above. Lord above. Jeremy Spake. How many people's he got following him? I'm, I'm curious. 625 people. Is that how many people he's actually got? Followers, 625, good Lord. It's probably because people forget, but he was the campus thing that you've ever seen on... Is this tattooing? You know this thing he's had here of Yuri Gagarin? Is that actually a tattoo or is that like a transfer? I mean, I, I only ask because I've seen lots of people's tattoos over the years and some you can see it's a tattoo and it's sort of coloured in and things like that. And then you get these big ones where they have go over people's backs and shoulders and everything else and I'm not totally convinced... 
that it is actually a tattoo. It looks like it's a spray picture, doesn't it, really? You've sort of got a piece. It's like when Michelangelo did the Sistine Chapel. He would do it on tracing paper with holes, and then he would hold the part of the picture up to the ceiling, which was damp plaster, and then blow soot through it. Where the soot came from, I have no idea. Perhaps he held it in his mouth or something. But anyway, he blew that, and that then did the outline of the picture, so he knew what he was doing. Do you not know that? Yes, it's how they do frescoes, I believe. And there's a place at the moment, I can't remember where it is, it was in Country Life, and it's a painted ceiling somewhere. There's a painted ceiling in this house, and there's an opportunity for you to go and look at it. They'll take you 60 feet up in the air on a sort of a lift kind of thing. You've got to pay 10 quid to see the painted ceiling, and I thought, now that would be worth doing. Anyway, just going back, this uh, 74-year-old family riddle, Steve Jones uh, descended 200 and 30 feet to the bottom of the Adriatic and he's found a Second World War bomber which was downed, I think, in anti-aircraft fire during a sortie over Yugoslavia. His shots were so powerful they were highly commended in the Underwater Photographer of the Year competition. And it's absolutely amazing. They think the remains uh, of Ernest Vinu are still in the plane. It's quite something, is it? Because you think the seabed must be littered with all sorts of aircraft and... Uh, and also the U-boats and something like that. They'd be all over the place, wouldn't they, really? Uh, breast isn't always best. Try telling them that round here. I think they, they would tend to disagree. And we have to stop bashing mums who choose the bottle. Uh, this is what the, uh, the Daily Mail are saying today. And also the proven ways to youthful skin and treatments to ignore. We all want youthful skin. I'm, I'm debating, you know, on a huge scale, whether or not to have Botox. I thought to myself, should I have, have Botox or should I not? And then, and, I, and then I thought, maybe it doesn't work. Say it didn't work. Say all of a sudden I came out looking slightly peculiar with that frightened look. You know, you can get that caught in the headlights kind of look. And I don't, I don't want to be like that. I don't want to end up looking like poor Katie Price, who's got so addicted to having Botox and having fillers and, you know, the fake hair stuck on her head. Small wonder when the people who, who go with her, they go... Oh, that's what she looks like, you know, because she's uh, she's driving a car illegally. Um, so I I don't know whether or not to have it. I probably won't. I probably won't. But it's it's one of those. It's like fried bread, isn't it? Well, it is for me. I keep thinking if I had fried bread, I'd be very happy, and uh, nothing would ever ever be the same again. Holidaymakers in Mykonos, they've got cows that go down and sit in the water. Well, I don't like that idea. Cows sitting in the water in Mykonos. That's where people go swimming. People go swimming and cows, you know what cows are like, they don't care where they go, do they? They just sort of, uh, really. Uh, Ian in Warwick says, Steve, uh, don't get a tattoo, it's Chav and Naff. Oh, excuse me, Victoria Beckham's got tattoos. Dave's, well, anyway, uh, Victoria Beckham's got tattoos, so I don't really know whether or not uh, it's still Chav and Naff. Uh, Jim says the mayor's messed up again. He should have closed the pavement so the cyclists feel more at home. Yes, well, you do get that, don't you? Mind you, I, I get cyclists who've written to me saying they wouldn't even dream of stopping at red traffic lights. They're just not remotely interested. They said if, if it's clear, why not go ahead? So they do. Uh, more on the Dyer family, and Dyer they really are. Uh, plus drought of order. Government water hypocrites caught sprinkling the garden. There's a surprise. There's a surprise. Uh, more on Meghan Markle. It's not going away. Not going away. It's just going to make it more and more difficult. The new car buzz wears off in a month, apparently. And it's to do with people getting bored with their cars. Because one, if, if you're paying for it on the Never Never, you sort of pay, you think, oh, God, I've got another two or three years of this. So I prefer to pay cash for my cars. I would rather save up, pay for it, 
and then I own it. So if ever I fell into financial difficulty, I could always sell the car. But you can't sell it if you've only done two months, you know, on your... Uh, I went to buy new pants yesterday, actually. I, a friend of mine said, oh, it's because I'd, I'd said, oh, it was, it was cool again. I was very grateful. Thank you. And uh, I was going to tempted to write back to him and go, by the way, I've just been out and bought some new uh, pants. I bought uh, ten pairs of pants, which is, I could, uh, I know it's not normal, is it really? Even I think it's not normal. But I get immense satisfaction of coming back with new pants. Why not? Why not? Some people smoke. Some people drink to excess. Some people go and eat and will go out and eat sort of lots and lots of bad food. I go and buy pants. Seems perfectly all right for me. I don't uh, you know. I'm only telling you out of out of interest. You don't have to. Ah, uh, bother. Anyway, here's uh, Gemma Collins bragging about her glamorous lifestyle. But uh, Helena Watts, down the showbiz rabbit hole, has revealed that her boutique business went into liquidation with more than £80,000 worth of debt. Oh, dear. It comes as wealth management company Spears recently estimated her net worth at 2.7 million, which is interesting because the star's latest set of accounts reveal that she liquidated her business. At the time of the voluntary liquidation last July, she announced she was moving her Gemma Collins boutique from Brentwood High Street because the homeless problem had taken away the fun vibe. Her other company, Gemma Collins Limited, released its latest set of accounts, showing it had made a profit of £56,000 last year. A source close to her says Gemma's online clothing business is doing really well and she's opened another shop. Might have to hold off with the uh, with the private jets, dear. But anyway, as long as you pay your tax, nobody cares, OK? Let's wait and see, shall we? I always like that. Uh, plus, 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 plus. Robbie Williams was once described as that fat dancer from Take That by Noel Gallagher. Uh, Robbie's going to be appearing on the on the television very shortly. They've already, I love the way that somebody said, you wait till you see Ada Field. They've already started filming The X Factor. Stacey Solomon, I was in a no diddly squat. And uh, set me up on a date. I'm far too busy, says Louise Redknapp. Far too busy doing interviews, dear. Far too busy. You can always find time for a date. Always. Always, always, always. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, 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 uh, sometimes it's difficult to find something. Oh, yeah. Auntie. People steal from Auntie. That's Auntie B. I don't know why it was ever called Auntie. Probably because it was sort of very old and stank of mothballs. Uh, £250,000 worth of BBC equipment and cash reported lost or swiped. Blimey. That's not so good, is it? Not so good. And uh, this other one here. What does a guy have to do? 555 days in. Life. Getting a bit sticky for the Teflon Don. All of that to come. LBC News Time, 6.30. With those headlines, it's Philip Chrysikos. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, nice to have you company. 27 minutes to 7. Getting ready for the bicycle. Yeah, yeah, not really, no. Can't wait to get out of London now. <laughs> Definitely can't wait to get out of London. Um, what have we got here? There was a story about nuns, but I decided it wasn't really our sort of uh, story. Um, uh, Brendan Cole has uh, told how something happened with his BBC newsreader dance partner, partner Natasha Kaplinsky. Uh, he says you can't hide chemistry. That'll please his wife, won't it? I mean, honestly, poor old Brendan Cole. I think he's booked for coming in for me. Very, very short. I'll tell you what I did on uh, Friday. I did Matt Willis. Uh, Matt Willis, you know, is married to Emma, who's just so pretty. She's, she's away with the kids at the moment on holiday. Matt is here rehearsing like Billio because he's going into... Uh, what's he going into? He's at, he's at the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre and he's... It's in... Um, I can't remember the name of the blasted show now. I know it's got a song called Feed Me Seymour. It's the... 
Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop of Horrors. He's doing that, and uh, he's really looking forward to it. Really looking forward to it. I think he's going to be fantastic. As you know, the Regent's Park Open Air Theatre has uh, got a full season every year. If you've never been, go. It's a bit of an institution. You go there, you can have drinks, you can sit in your seat, they do barbecue and everything else, and, it's, and you forget that you're in Regent's Park, and it's open air. And, and then and it goes dark. And then all the lights come on. And Little Shop of Horrors is a, is a super piece. This is the stage version, not the film version. The stage version, a little bit darker than the film. But well, well worth going to see. Well worth going to see. I mentioned little Charles Bronson earlier on. Not his real name. He keeps changing it because he can't work out, you know, from one day to the next. But he's now set his sights on Simon Cowell's Model X. Somebody called Jasmine Leonard. I've never even heard of you, Jasmine. Who are you, love? Apparently she, she dated uh, Simon Cowell for six months. Unfortunately, that is her claim to fame. She dated Simon Cowell, and that's where it all finishes. Uh, Danny Dyer, this is the bloke, has uh, joked he will kill his daughter Danny's boyfriend, Jack Fincham, in tonight's Love Island. Oh, how dreary. Honestly. I tell you, can't you stop your daughter swearing? Do you think, I mean, does she speak English, or is it just sort of, you know, the Anglo-Saxon stuff? Because I've never known anybody with a more boring voice in my entire life. She's even worse than Jordan. I don't think it was possible to actually have a voice worse than Jordan, so no danger of her appearing on the radio anytime soon. Uh, also, Jordan, no chance of her doing anything anytime soon. Probably prison. Probably prison. There's also um, XPA of uh, the Brexit secretary, Dominic Raab, has been branded a bullying Mr Nasty by his former personal assistant, Rebecca Tott. She was sacked from her post after leading a double life as an escort. Oh, dear. It's a bit tacky, isn't it? What do you do, dear? I'm an escort. Oh, right, you go out with men for money. Go out with anybody for money, I should imagine. I've never actually thought about it. I never quite understand, but there's obviously a certain mentality, isn't there, for people who want to pay for a service. I mean, surely you've got to be rock bottom if you're going to rent an escort. I mean, couldn't you just go and stand in a bar or get a job as a barman or a bar woman, a bar person? Because you'll meet everybody. I prob- Everybody wants to know the barman. Ever, there'll be people buying you... Oh, excuse me, mate, can I get you a drink? You certainly can, you smooth-talking so-and-so. You know, and that's what people do. People people buy you a drink. They never miss the barman. So get a job there. Why would you want... And so she says, oh, I was sacked because I was an escort. <laughs> yeah, and? Have you not read the contract? Please read it. Thomas Markle has hit back at Sharon Osbourne, telling her, concentrate on your own family before you attack me. He's really unpleasant. Really unpleasant. But there again, the size you are and the... Uh, what did he... He had stents put in. One. One stent. Amateur. Amateur. <laughs> I've got six. So I've got six. He's only got one. And he's telling Sharon Osborne, concentrate on your own family. Because she was basically saying he's obviously not a very pleasant person. And he's not. He doesn't work. He hasn't got any work. He just, he, he just sort of... Sell, now he could sell stories on his daughter, can't he? Oh, Molly King. Good Lord, Molly King with her clothes off. There's a surprise, isn't it? You'd never know she was a, she was a radio presenter. <laughs> Even when you've heard her, you wouldn't know. But uh, they have to mention it uh, because she's got a, a radio show with somebody called Matt Edmondson. God in heaven, honestly. I mean, poor old Molly King. I mean, how old is she now? What is she? 30... She must be about 31 bit old to still be wearing your, your scanties, isn't it? Posing in your little bra and knickers, dear. That's for people who are about 18, 19. Uh, Kate Beckinsale. Has, do you know that there's a new form of uh, exercise where you let um, rams, little little goats, stand on your back for some reason? So you sort of arch your... I mean, I can't do this. I've tried doing the lotus position. Somebody said to me once, you can do yoga. Do the, well, I was stuck there for about a day and a half. It was ridiculous. I, I couldn't move. 
And I've discovered I'm rubbish at anything to do with heights. But the idea of this, and, you know, I mean, people go into gymnasiums now. People join. They always go, oh, it's only £9.95 to join for the month. And I always think, why don't you just walk upstairs? That would make it easier, wouldn't it? You walk up and down stairs, and, and then you go, that, that gives you the exercise. You don't need to join a gym. It's too expensive. And also, you have to actually try and get out of being a gym membership. You know, if you really want exercise, walk up and down stairs. And if you do that three or four times a day, that is the equivalent of going to a gymnasium. You don't need to do anything else. Just got to do a little bit, you know, more. A little bit more, I think. But uh, joining a gym, I've never thought was great. But also, this sort of arching your body and then this this ram sits on your back. I mean, I'm not sure about that at all. Some people are sort of like it. There's a, a picture of Brooklyn Beckham. Yes, dreary old Brooklyn. He's got a new girlfriend, which is amazing, isn't it? Because he doesn't go to college anymore because poor little Diddums got homesick. Missed his mother. Missed propping her up, I should imagine. But uh, Dave and Vic's uh, child uh, has opted out of his university photography. In fact, he actually doesn't do anything, really, does he? He just faffs around, like most of the family. They don't really do anything. And that's a nice picture of uh, James Corden pitching up in L.A. to put Man United. Oh, talking of um, talking of Miami. Was it Miami? Uh, David Beckham is going to build a stadium, apparently. And it's going to be great because it's going to be Dave's football team. And it's all going to be like really great. And they'll all be going around going, yeah, like, all right. And it'll be nice. Well, and apparently it's all fallen, all fallen apart because the place they were going to build it is where poor people live. And poor people don't want a bloody great big stadium with a hotel and everything else sitting on their property where up until now they've been able to mug people. So it's a bit difficult. So what they've done is they've sort of said, I tell you what, Dave, uh, let's try and work out. Because I sing. I'm I'm sure I'm not alone in this one. I thought Dave was building it single handedly. And then I suddenly realised that I don't think actually Dave can even because in between that, if you remember, he models pants very peculiar. And he models a bottle of whiskey and he might have a cooking programme on American television. Now, Dave can't find the oven in the kitchen. There is no chance that poor Dave is actually going to be cooking. In it. And they're going, oh, because he has a lot of friends who are chefs. Yes. And Dave's an ex-footballer, which means he can kick a ball around just uh, or he can do a posy or he can have another tattoo. And then Brooklyn can go, I got a tattoo as well, like my daddy. And so they all go. I mean, very shortly, Harper will be having her own tattoos. Because she's very gifted. She's a show jumper. She's a show jumper. Seriously. Because they, they, they bought her a pony for her birthday. Isn't that lovely? I think that's quite a nice... Pre- you know, I didn't get anything. I just got a card with some money in. Got like five pounds. Never got anything more than five pounds. Even from parents. We weren't a rich family. Quite poor, actually. We'd go into it and sort of make a big deal about it. But we didn't have as much money as the people next door. And so we used to climb over their fence and nick their apples. It was great. And then my mother could sort of do cooking and stuff like that. But the Beckhams appear to have limitless money. But, yeah, they just can't kind of work it out, can they? She can't go out without a few bevies. And so every I think last week he had to drive her home from somewhere together with Dave. And then they printed a picture of them lying on the settee at home. Very pokey little room, I thought. I was a bit disappointed. I thought they'd have a really... They, they, they called it the Beckham Mansion. Well, obviously, they, they, they need some help. Finding out, you know, exactly what ma- uh, what uh, these things uh, look like. Certainly didn't look like their sitting room. Uh, also, TV presenter on school bullying. Do you know, I don't think there was... Everybody got bullied at school, didn't they? Everybody got... Bu- I got bullied at school. Everybody must have got... I don't make a big deal about it, though. I don't go on, oh, yeah, I was bullied at school. Everybody was. Even bullies got bullies. Uh, bullied. Because bullies turned out to be people who were bullied in the first place. So they sort of worry about it. I got picked on it because people thought I was a bit posh. 
You know, it doesn't mean I dressed up as Victoria Beckham or nothing like that. You know, it just means, uh, you know, uh, they, they sort of thought... I, because when I was younger, I'd come out of prep school. So you can imagine a right little Lord Fauntleroy, you know. And uh, But, I mean, I was I had all my own friends at school. I didn't have any problem with that. But you get certain people who just wanted to bully you. And those ones I kicked in the nether regions. And they never did it ever again. It was always quite appealing, actually. I thought, bullies, you've got to give them a taste of their own medicine. So somebody had come up... What did somebody come up to me once and say? It was something really stupid at school. And I went, yeah, you're so right. Ha, 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 ha. <laughs> they don't like it, bullies, if they get things uh, thrown back at them. Uh, Steve, I'm amazed, says Saul, at the volume of tacky TV t- you seem to watch. Uh, do you ever get time to see any drama series? Be stupid. I'm doing a radio programme. Who wants to talk about a drama series? It's not the Telegraph. I'm the Sun on Sunday. I'm the Daily Star. I'm Topless Women and Love Island and Popular Press. Drama series doesn't get half the publicity, so that's why. That's why. Uh, Tony says, I'm nothing against women breastfeeding in public. If they have to feed the baby while sitting in a cafe, then that's what they have to do. But why do they have to get the whole breast out and start flapping it about? Do you have addresses of places where they're flapping them around? So we could sort of pass it on to people. I don't, I don't have a problem with it, but unfortunately, uh, I, I sort of, I think it, people do do it. And they always go, oh, the child needed feeding. I mean, as Joan Rivers used to say, she, I did a concert the other week, when she was alive, obviously. She said, and there was a woman in the front row breastfeeding. She said, who would you have looked at, her or me? She said, the kid was 27. Because that's the kind of thing you have to think of, don't you? You always sort of worry about stuff like that. Do you know what, whatever happened to Jasmine Wallier? Uh... No, no. I've, I've, who is she? Who is she? Yeah, even the producer doesn't know. But there again, there's quite a few things the producer doesn't know. But anyway, we found this this thing in the paper today. It's, it's of an adult nature. And apparently the most popular operation for men is to have, to have your willy made bigger. Now, the reason I'm whispering is because there might be people of a sensitive nature. And apparently this is the most popular operation that you can have. The producer was very interested in this and has sort of gone online to find out how this operation is done. But it doesn't do... It just does girth. And... Whew, got that over done with. And, uh, and it's apparently £5,000. So he's kind of interested, but at the same time, it's £5,000. Need to see results. You know. Uh, Neil says, never mind the lotus position. Stick with the Bentley position. Much more comfortable. <laughs> of course it would be, would it not? Uh, also... Uh, somebody says uh, a lot of people talking about the uh, at the breastfeeding. See, I don't, I don't, I don't worry about it too much unless it's obvious. You have to do it discreet. There was a woman on the train the other day, and it was it was sort of it was a bit too obvious because other people who aren't used to seeing that kind of thing might sort of think think differently. You know, they always go, "Oh, the kids, you know, needed feeding," and I go, "Okay, that's fine. I don't have a problem with it." But it's, it's oh, it's amazing how heated people get. I wonder if that'll come up on breakfast this morning. I don't know if Tom's going to be doing breastfeeding. We've done piercing children's ears and circumcision yesterday, so we might as well chuck in breastfeeding today. It kind of sort of follows through, doesn't it, really? Uh, Still to come, uh, rat on your neighbour. Why? If they get their hose out and uh, you know they're doing it, because there are still areas of the country, even after you had a little bit of rain or quite a lot of rain, depending on where you were, uh, people using their hose pipes when there is a ban in operation. We don't have a ban in operation. Um, so I'm, har- I'm carrying on watering. It's as simple as that. Hoping, hoping to God that we're going to get even more water to sort of drench us. So I spoke to a friend of mine the other day. She said, I've just been and stood outside in the rain. I said, you are quite mad, aren't you? 
Why would you want to do that? I can understand it if, you know, if we're... But I suppose it's, it's nice to see. It's nice to see. I mean, the other day they were treating seagulls' feet for burns. And still people take their dogs out. Little tiny dogs. Walking on the pavement. Because it's hot. They don't want to walk on, on the other end. They don't want to be carried around all the time. And I did see somebody. What was going on the other day? Racing. There was a race meeting somewhere. And I can't, but the course was so luxurious. Greek. I thought, is it fake grass? No, it was real, genuine grass. And so obviously race courses have got to keep the thing. It looks so luxurious. It really did. It was absolutely amazing. 14 minutes to seven. You're listening to a podcast from LBC. Morning, every 11 minutes to uh, to seven. I really don't know what the weather is today. I've decided there's no point in even guessing it or checking with the Met Office because they're bound to be wrong, aren't they? Oh, we can have thunderstorms. Not down in London. I waited patiently, but it did not happen. Uh, another couple of stories in the papers just very quickly. Uh, first of all, a foreign criminal has avoided deportation six times over nine years. We've had a few of these before where they get them to the airport. The one that we had a short while ago, he got to the airport, then he went, oh, I can't be deported, I'm gay. And we went, well, you never mentioned that bit before, have you? That was a good wheeze. Anyway, the latest attempt to send somebody back to Morocco on a charter flight was stopped when he put razor blades in his mouth. He has 24 convictions uh, since he's arrived in the country. He says he's a homosexual and risks persecution. How do they prove that? You know, people could tell lies, don't they? Oh, I'm gay. Are you really? OK, let's throw you in a room with another bloke and see what happens. Uh, other stories in the paper today. Uh, bam, 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 bam. Quickly, front page. You need the front pages, don't you? So they express it's rat on your neighbours. Would you do that if they were if they were watering stuff? I mean, I'm all right. I'm all right. But uh, the blue badges for a million mental health sufferers, they're going to be issued to people with hidden disabilities such as mental health problems and the biggest overhaul to the parking scheme in 40 years. It needs a blooming overhaul. It's the most abused system we've got. Fake badges out there. For certain parts of London, they thrive on it. They get it for their grandmother. And then when she passes on, they keep the badge. They park all over the place. You get them everywhere. But now, dementia patients and autistic children are among those who will benefit with their carers being able to use the badges on their behalf. But remember, you have to be in the car for the badge to be valid. The Transport Minister, Jesse Norman, says blue badges are a lifeline for disabled people, giving them the freedom and confidence to get to work and visit friends independently. Are they? Are they? So you have a car park and you've got a, a special area set aside for disabled people, which is nowhere near the shopping. So they've got a disabled baby. We've got it in Kingston. It's really bizarre. I didn't quite understand it. I thought, what? So they, they've got to walk that far to go and do shopping. And then you get some people, you watch them getting out of the car and you think, you can't be disabled. You can't. What is your disability? Uh, talking of, um, you know, people taking advantage of things. I'm assuming that Katie Price must have a disabled badge if she's got Harvey. Harvey must qualify for a disabled badge because he's got to be in the car. And here she is driving when she is banned from driving. She's got two more weeks to go. But unfortunately, two weeks might as well be two years. If you lie and you get behind the wheel of a car, and that's what somebody must have dobbed her in. Somebody must have said she's driving, you know, and she's been driving for most of the time. Six months in jail is the penalty. Well, she's not going to get that, is she? I, I can almost make a prediction that there's going to be no chance. But... It's a case of she's behind the wheel of a car. She's not supposed to be. She's lied and um, and said uh, that uh, she's had a, a lot of uh, motoring madness and an emo emotional roller coaster. You know if you're supposed to be driving, dear. You know. You know. I think she should have an extended ban. And if she's caught again, then I think, you know, that has to be it. We have to throw away the key. You can't have different rules for different people. 
It's just not, it's not fair on those people who are adhering to their badge. She thinks she's above it. You know, hasn't she got somebody else can drive Harvey to the hospital? Of course she has. Of course she has. Sunday Times exposed Qatar sabotage World Cup rivals with black ops. Army on standby for Brexit emergency. Oh, you can get toothpaste on the NHS. What a lovely idea. Uh, the NHS spent more than £3 million last year on toiletries after a surge in prescriptions for consumer items that most people buy for themselves. And so they've got um, loads of, you know, toothpaste, Neutrogena and body wash and stuff like that. I mean, it's ridiculous. Why don't they go to Poundland? It's much cheaper, this stuff. And they, they, could, they could probably do a deal with them. Because I bet you anything, they're, they're actually paying over the odds. They always do and things like that, don't they? Uh, Summer in the City, the Observer magazine today, and also what to pack for a holiday. Money. You don't need anything else on holiday. You know, when, when, when people get to the airport and they go, did you pack... What was it the other day? They had a bloke on the television. He got stopped by the, uh, the customers. They said, did you pack the case yourself? No. What was in it? Hash. Packets and packets of hash. You had no idea what was in it. The biggest fool you've never seen in your entire life. Uh, anger over Brexit and the use of their ads in the aftermath of the MP's uh, murder. Uh, farmers in crisis summit over food supply. Everywhere you go now, strawberries. Have you noticed? British strawberries are everywhere. Absolutely everywhere. Which is good news, because I, I do like, and I am partial to strawberries. Not not too many strawberries, but enough strawberries to, to make a little bit of... So I had some yesterday. I bought, But I tell you, in this heat, stuff lasts about five minutes, doesn't it? It really does. I mean, it, I, I can't believe how quickly soft fruit goes off. So I've had to kind of change from soft fruit to uh, to sort of other fruit, because that makes it an awful lot easier. An awful lot easier. Uh, what have we got here? This is the Sunday Telegraph from Prince of Wales to King of France. This is the Welshman, Geraint Thomas. Yesterday's Tour de France individual time trial to ensure he will ride to victory in tomorrow's final, the processional stage to Paris. Orchestra is running at a puff. Apparently, the amount of people who are learning to play the oboe, bassoon, the French horn and the tuba has dwindled. It's because there's a lot of there's a lot of <laughs> blowing, isn't there? You know, and sometimes you know if you haven't got the puff, not much good to you. But uh, they say it's it's a, I, I'm always envious of people who can actually play in in orchestras. You know, people who can play a violin. I think well, I'd, I should have kept it up actually. I'd love to have been a sort of part time orchestra member. I quite fancy that idea, but uh, it's never going to happen. Not going to happen in this day and age, and it's too late now. Although I suppose the, the argument being it's never it's never too late. I was watching an advert on the television the other day for a blow-up bed. And uh, this was about the cheapest double blow-up bed I've ever seen in my entire life. And what it is, it's like a blow-up lilo, only this one's got an automatic pump. And I was sitting there watching it, because I've often thought it must be quite exciting to have something blown up in the bedroom. And I said, OK, and, and, and they said, you take it out of the box or pack it or whatever it comes in, and then you sort of turn on the motor and then it blows up into a double bed. And I thought, God, it was only like £79. And I remember thinking, you know, if you've got friends round, that's actually quite good, isn't it? To actually have people coming round and you go, don't worry, you don't need to drive home, Auntie Winnie, because we have a blow-up bed. And then you sort of, you go to the top of the wardrobe, you take take the bed out, and then you turn on the motor. Because you don't even need to blow it now. You really don't. You can just, it just does it all by itself. And I thought, I thought that was quite reasonable. Because normally they, they do a, you know, buy one, get one half price, because I'm addicted to shopping channels. I seriously, I mean, I, if I've watched one shopping channel before I came in here this morning, I've watched four. I cannot get enough of QVC 
And I'm, I'm thinking, if this cream does everything that they say, I'm going to look about 15 years old by the time I finish, which is unlikely, very unlikely. 16 I might look, but I'm never going to be 15. And then, and then I, the ones which are my favourite are the jewellery channels, the rubbish they're selling. That is, they have to put down real jewellery. As opposed to non-real jewellery. And then, and then you get those, the presenters are hilarious. You have to watch the hilarious presenters on the jewellery channels. Uh, some of whom must be doing it for the money. They can't be doing it because they believe in what they're selling. And she goes, are we bringing the price down? Are we, are we allowed to do that? Well, we, let's do it anyway. I think, you're not, you're not doing anything by yourself, dear. You're not employed for that. You'll do what you're told to do. And if they say, because sometimes they go £247. And I think, no idiot's going to buy this rubbish. And then they go, but I'm going to do a price drop. So I'm sitting there, I'm on the edge, I've got the phone in one hand, I'm all ready for the price drop, and then blow me down. It comes down, they say, and we're going lower. £29.99. I'm on the phone immediately, I'm buying diamonds. I tell you, I can outwit De Beers. Uh, so Katie drives off in the car with the kids. Ooh, my phone just flashed. Very good, yes. Yes. Oh, lovely, my car's arrived. So, so rich. And uh, <laughs> you need to be when there's bicycles all over the blooming place. It's just outrageous at the moment. If I had a bicycle, I'd be a much happier person. But it's too dangerous in London. Way too dangerous. Uh, the Daily Star, the heartache of Daniela Westbrook's son. Although he's been on the television and spoken about it. I forgive mum for snorting coke when pregnant with me. Isn't that just the kind of story you really want to read? How heartrending, How sad. How tragic. Sunday Mirror. Uh, more deadly Novichok dumped on the streets. Now they believe that uh, the Russian assassins had two lots of nerve agents. God, honestly, it's just not even safe on the streets, is it, anymore? I just thought it was, you know, just dust. And uh, last night, the wind! The wind! Some of my... Seriously, some of my baskets. Seriously, I've never known so many little bits lying all over the place, but I didn't have the time to pick it all up. Somebody else will do it. We have a cleaner. Uh, Corbyn loses the plot over anti-Semitism. <laughs> And Megan's cut me off completely. That's not me, that's the father. And Silla Black's son says he sleeps in the room where she died. I'm not sure about that, actually. I'm not sure about that. But he's found all sorts of things. Robert's found all these uh, old recordings of her singing from a long time ago. So that's quite nice. Listen, that's it for this morning. I'd love to stay with you longer, but frankly, I've got better things to do. And, uh, and I'm very busy today. Very busy. Trying to get out of London. Whether that works, I've got no idea. Make sure you download the LBC app, as well as listening to LBC wherever you are. You can listen back to this and all of our other programmes from the last week for free on our catch-up feature. You download the LBC app for iPhone or Android. Tap on catch up. Simple as that. I'm back at nine o'clock this evening for In Conversation. It's a goodie. It's a real goodie. So do join me at nine o'clock this evening or failing that four o'clock this morning. Coming up at ten, it's Nigel Farage. But right now with breakfast, it's Tom Swarbrick. Leading Britain's conversation. You're listening to a podcast of The Steve Allen Show from LBC.